thank you everyone for joining us. Welcome to the show, The Grind 1.0. And I'm your host, Carl Dunn. And I got a really awesome, awesome, great guest. Um, he hails from Pennsylvania. Um, he's doing a really, really great things around, um, really spreading a lot of positivity and making sure that people can uh, react and understand the, the world that they live in from some of the uh, research I was able to do, which wasn't a lot. I, I got to give them a break on that one, but I got Matt Zimmer. How are you, man? How are you doing today? Carl, it's great to be with you. I'm ready for the grind. Absolutely, what? man. Absolutely. Well, tell the people what you um, what you do, where you're from, kind of what, what what is the Z-isms, and give them a little 30-second sure. spiel about Matt. All right, 30, huh? All right, so uh, I'm on my third career, starting with the one you are right now with marketing communication. Did that for about 15 years and then went into the world of internships uh, and started a nonprofit there and have, still doing that. And I am now also transitioning into my work with the book, which is for personal development, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Right, right, nice. Well, personal development, we all need that, right? It's, um, and just add, asking off the cuff, right now, the stuff like that is important considering this pandemic. Um, would you agree? I would have to agree. I'm a little biased. Yes, <laughs> I, I would I would definitely agree. I mean, in, in turning, I think people are really looking for some structure now and not really everyone a lot of people are in great transition and right. how do you how do you take this and turn it into an opportunity and working on personal development and taking some steps forward is it's always a good idea got you well let's just jump into the first question to kind of like do the segue so i know i know you're an author you're a writer you went to um you went to school for that for journalism but right. you, you kind of been in both worlds so it's like why did you you have to become an entrepreneur to be able to sell a book essentially so why did you choose to become an entrepreneur uh your version of that anyway right well it happened uh that's a great question it happened in the first career when i was in marketing agencies and you know after over time you're actually you know you're an account supervisor you're super right you go all yeah. the way up into the ranks and then i was a director and getting on the management side I, you know for me personally just was not my jam i just um i, I wasn't doing the work i loved uh, so i was burning out uh you know, chasing uh um just all kinds of work that I, I wasn't really as interested in. And I was really looking to go out on my own. Now, I didn't want to do that without a plan. And some th things had to really intersect, uh, you know, family to feed and all those you know, important things. Um, and I, I had a former client of mine, uh, actually Church and Dwight, which is the Arm and Hammer company. Uh, they made a big acquisition and they were... Uh, in, in need of some support. And I got a, a contract that helped me anchor into starting my own agency in 2002. So that was part of part of it. And then there was the life intersection for me. Uh, I had I had decided had gotten divorced at that time. I had a two-year-old son. So the freedom was necessary in half the time that I had him to you know, be uh, at that point, you know, diapers and bottles. Yeah. And uh, uh, and he's 19 now, so that was quite some time ago. Right. And uh, and and of course, building the business. Uh, so I, uh, overall, aside those those life intersections, what's most important is the freedom of it. Even if you have, you have to kick and scratch every step of the way, yeah. it's been my experience at least. 
but it's completely worth it. Right, right. And that started in 2002. Was any time that predated that um, before you started your agency that you said, hey, I'm I'm going to go and do this um, or getting out of coming out of school, become, getting graduated from journalism. Right. At what point did you say, you know what, this is the time and, and, and this is when I wanted to do it because that freedom Because you really you're right. In, in a lot of ways, we don't even realize it until we in that moment where we have the freedom. And it may be taken away from us when we have to go work for somebody else because right. the entrepreneur thing is not uh, cutting the mustard to bring in the financial support that, that one may need. Yeah, at times. I mean, I do at this point consider myself unemployable. <laughs> right. And that's um, a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good thing. thing in multiple yeah. ways, right? But the, the answer to your question, initially, I don't think I, I really had the entrepreneurial bug. Uh, I, I did land in the career that I wanted to uh, through the internships that I had uh, helped me do that. It wasn't really until I got into that management role and you know there were some time there were some parts of that certainly as I described that were the challenges and what I didn't like about it but I definitely learned a lot in, yeah. in, in terms of I had to build a department from scratch and, and all the infrastructure that just what I learned in having to do what I did that gave me the foundation to make it possible. And then it was the opportunity that uh, that, that led to it. So it, it kind of converged for me there. Right, right. So, and I guess 2002 to, to you know, fast forward to 2020, um, sure. I guess it's a great, great segue to go into our next question. And that basically, give me one second here. Yeah, for sure. So the next question is, what challenges have you faced in your industry? as a writer and as a solopreneur in, in, in a way, what, what are some of the challenges that you face that you can tell some people? I know you're, you're right. How, how, how long is this program? How many, uh, challenges it's, did I, it's, how many it's, challenges? It's 30, it's 35 minutes. So you, you fast forwarded from O2 to here. Am I, am I going back to all those challenges or I'm going, I'm going challenges now. Where walk us to, through, walk us through a few of uh, the ones that predated right. and then go and you bring us back to 2020. Um, all right. I know there was more than one. What's well, I'll keep it top line. Out? I'll keep All it right. top line. You know, because a lot of it has to do with what decisions I made. So, for example, when I started out with the agency, you know, that's a professional services business model. You're you're billing by the hour. There's only so many hours in the day. I'm a single dad. Now, how do you get ahead? Uh, I was looking for something that was a different model that I could have as recurring revenue, and and I was ready for something new. I was already you know 12, 15 years in at that point. And so the internship opportunity uh, was just something I, I initiated because I had always been involved with those programs uh, and running them. And then at that point on my own, running them virtually and saw the need uh, and, and that it aligned with my skills and experience and, and passion with that market need. But I have to tell you, Carl, there are just, and to this day, a lot of you would think in, in that entire space. It's a complete frontier. Um, whether that's the challenges of working with the colleges and universities and uh, boy, I don't know who's listening here, so I'm going to watch what I, what I say, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, the career centers aren't, you know, they're in and to themselves and, uh, you know, to their credit and individuals. Um, I, I, I did, a, I did a webinar this morning at 80 colleges and universities on this topic with, with the schools. So I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't really say too much, <laughs> but, but the, uh, but the reality is they don't have the resources to do what they need to. And it's just completely random. 
for people in terms of finding internships and, and the employers aren't well supported. There's just way too much. And then on the employer side in that industry, you know, you're dealing with HR. Uh, and again, with respect to all the great HR professionals out there, um, it, it's typically the department of no. And you know, they, they have so much going on and they know what they're doing when they really don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's a big part of it too. Um, so those are some of the, some of the big challenges that you, you wouldn't know until you're in it. Right. Another one for me and the reason why it's staying just top line again and making some of those decisions. For example, when I first got into it and I was transitioning in 05 and I was developing the intellectual property, which focuses on helping, uh, it's like the here you go for the employer. We're not necessarily recruiting or working with the school so, so much as showing the employers how to do it right and setting those programs up. But because there was no precedent for it, I couldn't get it evaluated for the investment that I needed for uh, startup capital. And I, I, I could have tried harder, you know, but it just like in terms of sticking my my um, feelers out there for what that would take to do and some of the some of the feedback that I got. And at the same time, the opportunity to transition into a nonprofit was there with some grants, because when you're talking with internships, you're also, you know, you're also looking at workforce development, economic development, some of the big, big issues that grants support military transition, you know, a grant for that too, disadvantaged youth. So the nonprofit for a lot of reasons made a lot of sense. That's, you know, one point that I made, you know, knowing with, with entrepreneurs as our, as our primary listener here, you know, one thing is don't go out on your own unless you have the anchor. And then in the nonprofit, I'd say, first of all, it's not for the faint of heart. And then for, for the other part of it is don't, you have to know how to make the nonprofit self-sustaining. You cannot rely on grants. You can't rely on the unicorn of, you know, the big uh, donor. Uh, or even the, or even the public, if you have that kind of cause. I mean, internships are not are not the kind of nonprofit that's going to generate you know public donations in that way. So, you have to be a profitable nonprofit. To know that you're going to be self-sustaining just the same as you would um, as as for-profit business. So, I, I would step into the nonprofit world if that's something that uh, anyone's thinking of doing very carefully. Yeah. And that's a slippery slope too to designate are you be for profit or nonprofit because you know both of them has a lot to do with funding, right? Like regardless if it's a nonprofit or for profit, you're gonna need funding for these organizations. I think one uh, I've been I'm a little familiar with them as well. I volunteer quite a bit and we're always, you know, have to use the money up or writing a grant in some capacity, but you said something a little ways back and I think you were solving a few problems through those challenges right. where you talk about the potentially the, the private sector and their onboarding system for interns potentially. And then not only that, the intern getting the, the type of uh, real world experience. So you were essentially trying to solve that problem. I think you were saying you kind of give given up, sound like on trying to make people see that how essential that it was and trying to position the, the, the way you get funding and I know from experience um, that's a challenge that's a huge challenge right. in trying to position yourself well if it's not based on a, a capitalistic model that's that's uh, for profit right. really you know right. did you say give up or did you say pivot I have selective hearing 
that's a great. I'm glad you you corrected me on that because I should never say give up. I, give up just, does not. It's not my vocabulary. Right? Just so you know. Yeah. Right? I should never say that, but that's. My I'm just part. picking on you. You know. I'm trying to get my since, lighting since, right. Since here. you're putting me through the grind here, <laughs> I got to push back just a little bit. No, you're no. right. I, I mean, you, you have to. Yeah, you have to just go with that flow and know what what you're up against and. And I was definitely swimming against the current with with what was happening back then, and and even to this day, uh, there there's a lot of that, you know. And, and over time, you know, it's easy like for the for the agency model to know oh, this is professional services, but then it's also well, what does it take to make the business self sustaining? And and in this case, you're really like a a relationship based consultative sale, like outside of grants, right? So that takes boots on the ground, which. I, you know, outside of the grants, I can't really quite hire people to do that. So that's been a limitation. And it's also a good transition in terms of also swimming against the current, even to this day with that. And I'm still doing the work that I described and webinars and helping uh, employers along the way, but I'm not going after grants right now. I'm really pivoting, at least in my life now, um, and, and gratefully to, uh, you know, to the book. And and having the opportunity to be here with you and 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 lean in, um, I know that my my missing ingredients for the nonprofit and both at the one by one, you know, internship plant plant, you know, seeding or installing these programs versus like the bigger, more systemic picture of why the nonprofit and what we're trying to to um, uh, affect. I, you know, you have to have obviously the startup capital to have that kind of a team around you and being focused more on that instead of having a grant that's going to define you and that you have these metrics that you promised. That's what you have to focus on doing. You don't get to go off and you know, run a business, you know, with, with startup seed money in that, in that, in that way. It's very focused and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think, you know, obviously money, but most of that is, is for manpower, if you will. Um, I'd be hiring veterans. Um, we're a veteran services organization. My wife's a veteran. Um, they're just the right um, you know, talent for what, what we're talking about. And then, the, you know, honestly, the biggest part of it is muscle. You got, you have to have CEOs in on this. So, you know, you've got arms to twist because you, you're fighting through what they, what they don't know right. um, or misconceptions in, in this area. So I just, you know, that's, that's kind of, I say swimming against the current, but I'll probably throw, uh, you know, pushing the boulder up the hill and, uh, you know, a few other of those kinds of metaphors. And Well, that's, so Matt, that's what this show is about really. And that, you know, I don't want to just like go in and just go past and, and go to the next question because what right. you basically said, you're pivoting. And I don't want to say that you giving up. And I mean, that's my apologies, but I think- the Oh, biggest, no, I was, I was just, you know, I was just ribbing you. Yeah, yeah, I deserve that, it. But all. the biggest thing though is the failures that we, I know I've failed, and I don't want to call it a classified failure, but the, the reality is how and why you have make a pivot is because it's how you get stronger in the other, on the other side and you bring a better product to market for people. Right. And that's, what, that's why like uh, IoT, um, base learned uh, internet of things that's why they work so well because it, it it fixes itself based on the users right we have to do the same thing with our plan you have to get have a plan and you work your plan and when your plan right. tends to don't don't work out you have to pivot pivot again maybe down the street you're going to pivot one more time so i don't do any at any point in time you're uh, i think um, pivoting 
and we have to have our audience know because some people are just now getting into entrepreneurship and they don't realize they think it's all, they've been it's all you know great and it's not it's it's, mm-hmm. it's actually horrible uh, yeah sometimes. some have it easier than others right um, like you mentioned the journalism degree i wish i'd take more business classes right. as much as as much as i learned up front right. but yeah you know it, it, it just it just depends and no matter what you're always going to have that that kick scratch claw but to me in terms of just you know it's more than just the business and the, it's the life priority and the currency you know starting back with my son it, it really does have a lot to do with the freedom of it yeah. that just makes it worth it that's just what you do you know you don't I mean, look, every entrepreneur wants to say, I'm going to you know, tear it up and you know, fill my bank account and all the things that go with that, you know, and then some of them do. And that's, that's awesome. I, I haven't figured that out myself, but hey, you know, I got a roof over my head. I'm happy. I got a great family. I'm remarried for a number of years now. And I just feel like I have my priorities straight. And, and that led to the book because making, you know, through the Institute um, and, and all that work with the nonprofit, Making that positive impact is really, at, you know, at, you know, I know myself. You know, that is really what lights me up. So, you know, being here and and now I'm really with with uh, with what I'm doing uh, you know, here with you and 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 the book, of course. Um, I just I've never been happier. Awesome. Well, tell us a bit about the book before I ask you the next question. Give the audience sure. a little bit about what they can, where they can get it. One and then right. two. Um, just give them a, a little snippet about what it's about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, the you know the top line is it's called uh, Zisms Insights to Live By. Um, it's it's not a book of quips or or you know, a full fledged book that covers uh, self discovery and mindset, and then it gets into personal interactions and and relationships, uh, into height, heightening mindfulness and things that get into that. There is actually a chapter called Swimming with the Current. Uh, and then into uh, amplifying gratitude and the law of attraction. And then beyond that, into an area called inevitability, which is about taking some of the things around the law of attraction as it applies to entrepreneurial pursuits because you know, the law of attraction doesn't, doesn't make a company run or succeed or it doesn't write a book for you. So you know, how does that all culminate? And then the, it was really important to me to make it actionable. So there's a, a framework called... Um, uh, a life enrichment action plan, um, acronym LEAP, uh, which is really what everyone who comes out of the book identifies with that they want to work on. And it could be something very structured um, with that framework, or it could be like a tune-up for somebody into personal development or just things that are a la carte. But uh, I certainly did did my best to make it uh, complete. People ask me, well, what's a Zism? Right? That's usually the first question I get. And you know, the, the answer is it's essentially those uh, pearls of wisdom that everybody has through their life experiences, things that we're talking about here. Some, a lot of what we're talking about here, you know, is in the book from the entrepreneur side of, of the equation. Um, and, and I just, I just laid it out. It's told as if I'm having a personal conversation with the reader and I, I, you know, putting myself out there and personal disclosures along the way. And, you know, part of the trials and tribulations of it all. Yeah. Wow, sounds like it's deep and impactful and meaningful, meaningful not only to you but especially to the reader. Yeah, you know that's that's definitely the goal. I, I don't have a coaching business or anything where I'm holding the book up as a business card type thing. 
Um, I, I wrote it because I, I literally wanted to get in as many people's hands as possible. And, you know, to answer your question, or I, I have a website, of course, which is z-isms.com. You can find it on Amazon. And the, there are samples of the book in both places. You just read the first part of it for free. And then you'll know if you want to read on by getting it. And uh, you know, what more can I ask for? You know, you'll know if it's for you or not. That's awesome. That's that's a great. You said something about your son a while back, um, and you said the the currency that uh, that life currency, like the fabric that we interactions we get to have with our loved ones that we don't sometimes appreciate. So, like expand on that a little bit because I think sometimes when in our pivots when we do have them, the small moments that um, we spend and whether it be isolation with our family members, we start to appreciate them more and become more grateful for the, for that type of currency versus uh, monetary dollars. Right. And uh, I think we're talking about currency and, and, and values and, and life enrichment in that way. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully most people are, you know, listening here know themselves pretty well and what's important to them. And the entrepreneurial pursuit is, is, is part of a much bigger uh, equation. And so when you're, when you're looking at currencies, like certainly health, is going to be a baseline um, and, and having roof over your head at the very least uh, that, uh, that you count your blessings right there and everything else is gravy right yeah. from a gratitude standpoint but then you get into things like well what what else is important to you is it is it love right it, that's certainly a huge one and then you're into time versus energy versus freedom as all these different avenues and they're not mutually exclusive of course but freedom is the i mean to my wife i love of course is also a baseline but you know i in terms of the others and freedom is really what is my driving force um in my entrepreneurial pursuits and, and professional life awesome awesome that's good stuff right there so a little perfect segue to the next question so What's the craziest thing have you that you've witnessed? I'm in my early 50s now. That's probably a pretty broad. The yeah, craziest, like, the craziest thing I've ever witnessed. Something that it's, that you feel comfortable with saying. Yeah, no, I, so I mean, I, well, I like to catch. I, I mean, catch. I, I I pledged a fraternity when you know hazing was, you know, invoked. No, acceptable. <laughs> acceptable. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Um, you know, actually, it was it was I, I I ride a motorcycle and I usually solo ride. I'm, I, it's just you know it's a hobby. Um, you know, clear my mind, backcountry roads in the suburbs of Philadelphia. But every once in a while, in, in my uh, my travels, I'll I'll hook up with a, a group of riders and and we'll you know go here or there. And there's a certain you know technique in terms of how you stagger when you're riding and and you know a lot of safety protocols. And this is uh, oof, this is probably at least a good five years ago. And I was out with a group of guys, and one of the guys brought his nephew along, just meeting them for the first time. And he had bought brand new bike. He's showing it off, and it was kind of more the you know the crotch rocket type. And it had we were up in a place called New Hope. If people don't know anything about the suburbs of Pennsylvania, New Hope is kind of a, a little bit of a destination town. It's very quaint. And we we're riding into the town, and for whatever reasons, knucklehead, he decides to, you know, he's coming up from the rear and he weaves through all of us. And then this was right after there was a, um, a storm where there was flooding and you didn't see until you got closer, the road was cut off. 
and there was the tape going across the road. So he's now fairly far ahead of us. I mean, he just burned past us at 120. I don't know what he was going, and he flipped the bike. Mm. And uh, when he tried to stop, he completely lost control. So I'm looking ahead, you know, we're all watching him, and you know, you're, you're kind of helpless as you're seeing the bike tumble, him skid. Uh, you know, you just that's pretty. That was, I mean, that's the thing in the moment that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, he was he, he was okay. Of course, that's the, that's the main part of the story. The bike was completely wrecked, um, and he had just I think it was his first or second time riding it. He was just an idiot. Yeah. So, you know, so the lesson there is you just. I don't know. I feel like I'm being a dad right now, but <laughs> no, man. I just, I'll just leave it at that. Just well, what about the nephew that was riding with him? Was he all right? Well, it was, um, it was. He was riding solo. The, the oh. nephew was riding solo. They were on different bikes, but okay. The one guy I had ridden with before, and then this time when when we went riding, it, his nephew had, was invited to come along. So I just had met that kid for the first time, and um, he was just trying to. Sh- you know, it's he's just trying to show off. And wow! You don't, show, you don't showboat when safety's first. So no, no I'll just say don't. that. Wow. Well, uh, that's very interesting to see and find out a little bit more about you that you like to ride bikes. What kind of bike did you do you have? Uh, it's a it's custom. It used to be a Honda Shadow, and then uh, I had a friend um, who uh, who's in the you know uh, rebuilding, and we uh, stripped it all down and you know painted the. Uh, the gas tank with my dotted Z that we were talking about. Nice. That was originally my company logo. Yeah, and then I, I came know. Through and then that's on the front of the book, right? You were talking. We were talking about this. I'm just gonna hold it up. So yeah. Can, so that Z part the Z was man. the yeah. This, that's Z man. Yeah. You, a lot of people look at that and they think. I ask the question like, well, what is that? When they first look at it, it's like, oh, is it a key? Is it some spiritual symbol? No, it's a guy. He's you know, he's carefully. He's, he's, he's running. He's marching for this. So the whole story that's uh, in that front part of the book. You can you can read but yeah so that's on the side of my bike it's in the shop right now i'm missing oh man that's what happens with a custom right right you do a custom it's like you're you're that's the other side of it yeah so thank you for sharing that with us we really appreciate another thing appreciate that and listeners appreciate that so what is your five-year plan um for for your overall vision are you going to go back and maybe revisit where you are in the interns or are you just going to go full-fledged into the book and just trying to build an empire not necessarily empire, but a right. way of life centered around that yeah so uh, i i i've been thinking a lot about this and in part with the book publishing and just kind of getting over that hump and just letting things unfold and what does that look like for me um, I do have another business with my wife, uh, I didn't mention, um, which is a network marketing business. So it's kind of over here, but you know, it's isogenics and we're, you know, she's a rock star. So, you know, I owe the freedom from that company to the ability to write the book and pull back on writing a grant to have that, that window of you know, that freedom of opportunity. So I do want to give them a shout out. Yeah. Um, I don't have any shakes or bars to sell you right now, Carl, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so that's kind of always there. Um, I'm still going to keep chugging, you know, letting things take their course with the Institute, but my focus is with the book and doing more of this. Um, I was in in guesting uh, with a podcaster about two weeks ago, the conversation, the conversation came up about uh, starting a podcast myself. So I'm going to be, I am doing that. I've I've committed to doing that. So I'm I'm on that, that next uh, learning curve journey. Um, it's not anything I thought about doing before. And now suddenly it's, I, I know exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then I'm the, the idea of, well, 
as I'm thinking about, well, what are my current goals? And with the book, it's like, well, I, I want to positively impact as many people as possible. And I've been thinking about it, and that's not, um, it's not defined enough. You know, you want to set it as, an, as an, a true objective for your entrepreneurs listening. And um, so I want, to, I want to positively impact 100 million people by 2025. That's a really great goal. That's five years from today. Yeah. A hundred million people. You have to get Actually, to- it's five from last week. Oh, okay. So whoever's listening right now, I'm going to count you. All we're right. going to talk hard. We're <laughs> start the tally. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's the goal. I haven't figured it all out yet, but it, it makes it more concrete. And um, that's where I'm headed right now. I, I, would, I would apply the Mother Teresa um, um, quote to this. If you can't feed a hundred million people in five years, feed one in five days. So... If you take it like that, I think you'll get there in due time, of course. But you will get there because you seem very, very um, dedicated to this goal. And, I, and it's a pretty cool one because that's a lot of people in five years. So you got to be really hitting it. But first, first one well, is belief. You believe you I mean, do. yeah, you have, that's exactly right. It's self-belief. Right, right. So I'm, I'm, can I go in that direction for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go this, is, this is organic, I'm, I'm gonna, man. Because I'm going to volunteer something on, on this point because you, you, you hit it straight up, which is very applicable. And I, I want to stay focused on the entrepreneurial um, mindset. And so later in, in, I think most people are fairly familiar with the law of gratitude, you know, with the law of attraction and, and, and gratitude in our lives and folding it in in such a way that we can experience the joy in, in, in the moment. And the the later chapter does visit the law of attraction. I, I coming out of that, it's basically around what you expect tends to happen. That's generally my sentiment about that. But going into the one after that, called inevitability, uh, is is probably one of my favorite favorite parts of of the book because it's specific to um, a lot of what we've talked about here. And I frame it around a business plan where. Obviously, you're talking about, well, here's what I want to achieve, you know, all the things that are very standard, but the I'm at point A and what's my three, six, you know, year and then out five, 10, you know, beyond however long you want to go. And so when we're talking about inevitability, which is that those things that are effortful, that you can't just manifest, um, you, you have to start at point B and work backwards. And rather than fueling it from gratitude as it's kind of the standard with the law of attraction that's fueled by self-belief so it's 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 a little bit of it's the same thing that we're talking about in the business plan like where do i want to go but you you want to get there first and work backwards so it's it's the furthest most point that you can be really clear about and have a certainty of self-belief to know that you have achieved it already, even though it's now. That's the inevitability part. So you never take your eye off of that. And like, for example, with the Institute and part of the reason with the nonprofit is because that systemic change I'm going for for many years out. I mean, you're talking about, you know, I think you understand the market enough. This is going to take decades to achieve. And I don't necessarily, I would hope to be around, but I don't, I think it's going to take longer than me being here to do. But it's not so much about that that vision and that that clarity about that point 
it's finding the one that's the tipping point that's closer. So I talk about it around being dominoes. So if you find that point B and you line dominoes backwards straight to yourself, next you're looking for the tipping point of what has to happen in order for the rest to tip to to make it inevitable for that eventuality to occur that you see through that self-belief. It's you know it's a little it's a little harder to explain than 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 to read uh, in in the way that it's it's spelled out. Uh, but I, I really enjoy going there uh, with that, and it's worked for me. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's like the deal with backwards data or something like that. Projections, you 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 know you'll you'll hit it if historically speaking, this is what you've done. So inevitably, I know I, it's right. From what I hear you say, is is that you you live in two worlds almost simultaneously. I believe in that. I believe we we have a multi-dimensional existence always and i read a little bit of your book so that's what the positive energy kind of goes goes towards so yeah i agree and maybe people maybe get that or not but i understand where you're coming from when you talk about having a goal that you can't necessarily explain that you're going to achieve or accomplish just like the fed can't say that this is going to be the rate prime rate 10 years from now but based on historically speaking with 100 years worth of data they can they can project that so that's awesome though that you that's that's a premise and a um an oral almost of how you live your life because it keeps you going really you know that's the hope and aspiration that just really just keeps you going i mean that's definitely the message for the mindset of the entrepreneur is you're going to step into it don't go halfway you, right. you, you have to have that self-belief because you need that to get through everything that you have to get through Tell right that's that. that's your reason for for you know that's your grit yeah. that's what that's what get, there's no other way but through whatever it takes to get to that yeah but you have to be completely self it's you know you can't doubt yourself once you know what that point being exactly i think my last guest was talking about that as well and i think people that's we all are making these reckonings when it comes to who we are you said earlier about knowing yourself and i think as an entrepreneur um regardless of how that looks for anybody you got to wake up every day saying you know what i got because guess what it's gonna be a million other voices in your head telling you you can't do it and you're a phony and you're an imposter it's like an imposter syndrome on a thousand but anyway it's a perfect segue for me to go to um this next question what's something the main media uh doesn't know about you like something that you know only only matt knows only his wife knows but that's okay for you to share. So I like to um, have my uh, guests bring, you know, like the craziest thing you witness. So different questions that, that is not monotonized or boring. We want to make it a little bit interesting. These, uh, shows. So it's kind of like fun facts type thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, do where do I go facts? with this one? <laughs> well, I mean, mostly for what we're doing in the media, it has to do with the book. So, the, so anything having to do with the internship stuff, um, in fact, I've had 300 plus interns and, you know, and counting. Um, that's one thing. Um, in terms of uh, my career as an ice hockey player might be uh, another I'd go. Did you play with. in college? I did. I was, I was um, uh, Captain Temple, um, Temple yeah. junior and junior and senior year. We were undefeated champions in my senior year. Nice. Uh, I played, played on Team USA um, in my uh, mid-teens, just on a European team, not a not like Miracle on Ice team. Right. And uh, I, you know, I never was was looking necessarily expecting I was going to go pro, but I played to this day. And uh, 
it's been a great joy in my, uh, you know, continues to be a great joy and outlet in my life. So I'm going to go with ice hockey. How's that? I mean, just because it's, because it's right here. You know, it's That's in your blood. Awesome. It's in my blood. So that is great. I play basketball. Mind. I can tell that you're really passionate about it too. Like, and, you know, I want to be able to play basketball as long as I can. So I know as a sports person, whenever you have a passion, that's like only place that you really get a lot of peace at. And uh, for me, that's yeah. exactly where I, that's my refuge, you know, about to be gassed out, running up and down the court, barely can keep up with the young guys, but I'm still out there. You know? Well, I mean, point B doesn't have to always apply entrepreneurial. I mean, for this, I'm like pointing into my nineties. Yeah, exactly. I'm still scoring yeah. into my 90s, right? Yeah. That's my self-belief on ice hockey. I'm going to lay go. it out right here there on your you show. Go. Man, it's been a pleasure having you, man. So I got one more Thanks. question probably before because we're getting close to the, the five-minute sure. mark here. Um, yeah. What is something you would like to do if you knew you'd be successful at it? Actually, it's really what I'm thinking about right now. It's like the, it's like the book just got done. I never really – I'm just letting things unfold. A yeah. little bit and so that's now unfolding to the podcast and so i'm starting to get into that business plan mode and uh it's way out of my comfort zone right now but i'd like to do motivational speaking gotcha okay um stand-up comedy might have been the other way i would have gone but i don't know if i'd be able to if i'd be able to be you know if hey. i would be successful what was the question what would i do if i would be yeah if you knew you were going to be successful. if i knew i was going to be yeah. all right i would be um i would um i would moonlight as a uh, stand-up comic and be a motivational speaker <laughs> that's awesome why moonlight just to be you <laughs> i don't know that, that's up to the audience if it becomes more than moonlighting. Yeah, I, I still want to do that. I really do. I've done some open mics. Just, you know. How'd you do when you did them? I got called back up at least, you know, okay. once. Okay, so that's good traction right there. So it's a little to... bit of traction. It was, it was, it's just, you know, it, it's really important to just be that work in progress and I yeah. keep pushing myself and, you know, with the work that you do with social media and, and helping your clients and things, you know, those those are some of the directions I'm trying to get into. Like, this is great for me. I love this, but like standing in front of my iPhone or like looking into the dot, knowing I have to you know, do all that stuff and post on social media, definitely yeah. still, you know, not second nature for me at all. Uh, and, and what is that? What, it, what's the right direction? That's always not. It's well, always you'll, you'll get your, there. Your I think the vulnerability, showing the vulnerability, one thing was a good thing. It's a strength, even though you don't know what you're doing, just post a video on LinkedIn or do like you've been doing i've been seeing your videos on linkedin i think you've been doing a great job it's certain Thanks. things that you can do though that can amplify that video and make it go a further reach in which i right. do i have a master class that i train i'll send you to send you the invite one yeah day. Um, definitely you'll be hearing from me yeah yeah so i help people to leverage it but anyway not about i want this to be about me i want this to end up sure. this has been a great conversation we Thanks. talked about some really great things about family about the, uh, the currency that you spend with your family um what is something that you could tell somebody that's looking to be uh, to write a book potentially and just overall go through what you've been through in the nonprofit, the private sector, trying to figure out which one you really want to focus on? Somebody that's maybe pondering that. And that's a little bit specific, I know, but you got a bunch of people out there who are out of work and who don't know what their next meal is going to be. Well, I mean, for the book question, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I, I really want to write a book. You know, you're going to. You know, I've been wanting to write the book for 10 or 15 years. Right. And part of the part of what's, you know, this leads up to is, well, what's my why and those kinds of things and questions that are asked. And in this case, it was, well, what would I regret not doing? So mm -hmm. I would I would ask yourself that 
question if you have a, if you're looking to write a book and see if that rises to the top if it doesn't rise to the top to that question you know uh then there are other ways to you know become a podcaster or something, <laughs> there something you go. like that right this is a um, job now this it is, does right I, I totally get it no i don't i don't take it you know i know what i'm getting myself into i think there you go i'll there find out go. soon enough but um you know in terms of final thoughts i you know, we, we, I really wanted to focus on the uh, the entrepreneurial specific things, but at the front of the book, you know, chapter one is about earned confidence, uh, and it's a it's the foundation for the book, and it's uh, it really speaks to the fact that we've all been through what we've been through, and we're still here. And don't get caught up in worry and all the BS with things that take you out of the present because you know you got this. You know, just even if you don't know the answer, I, I don't know how I would ever become a motivational speaker. But if that's the direction I'm going in, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Or whatever kind of that's what that's what entrepreneurs do. So there's a lot of that self doubt uh, to to get through, and that earned confidence is a reminder. It's just a logic filter that uh, you know you've gotten everything else through. You got through everything else before, and and whatever it is now, you just keep pushing forward. So awesome. uh, that's uh, that's my. That's my app. Well, before we before we go, thank you so much. Sure. You've been great. Thank you for coming on. Tell people where they can find you, where they can look you up, where they can get in touch with you, engage with you in your content, and really learn more about Matt and Zisms. Great. Uh, well, if someone is uh, interested, even you know the solopreneur in uh, having uh, interns and having a program set up, the nonprofit is internshipinstitute.org. If there are entrepreneurs who have money to burn and just want to throw money at the nonprofit, that's the same uh, URL. I've never said that before, but I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> right? Just put it out there. there um, the, the book is at zisms with the hyphen.com. Uh, and, and then on Amazon, the reviews have been very kind. I think if you, know, if you read the reviews on Amazon, you'll, you know, people are, people like it. So it's, it's nice that it's out and it's being well received and, and having the opportunity to be here with you, Carl. And, and I, I just want to thank your listeners for, for sticking with us. And, and, and I just really enjoy this you know, by itself just to have these conversations. So thank you. It's been a pleasure, man. I really appreciate you for coming on, taking the time. Really learned a lot about the, the uh, hockey, motorcycle, wielding, uh, motivational speaker that we're going to have a 90 year old playing and down the road. <laughs> that's a good recap. I was like, I did say all those things, didn't I? Okay. Yeah. I have to re- I have to watch it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah that man, sounds well, about right. Thank, thank you. you so much, man. You have a great day and stay safe and stay healthy and I hope your family is safe and healthy as well. For sure. You too. Right. Thanks.